Thanks for taking some time today to join me as I share what's on my heart. I have so much stirring in my heart. I don't know where to start. The Spirit of God is indeed moving. He speaks to me in a number of ways. Sometimes he highlights themes. One of the repetitive themes he has been stressing to me over the last little while is the idea of restructuring. Like he's restructuring what's in my heart, how I think. He's changing me from the inside out. He reminds me that I have a calling to declare his truth and confront lies. He reminds me of my authority, not because of anything I have done, but because of what he did on the cross. And by that sacrifice, I have access to his throne room. He tells me I'm accepted, chosen, and royal. God's Spirit in me marks me and makes me different. Even in my weakness, His strength can be revealed. I have been set apart for Him. As I yield to the Holy Spirit, He deals with my interior life, cleaning me up, reordering my heart, and my priorities. Like a surgeon, the Holy Spirit is removing unhealthy things so I can move forward in Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 reminds me I am not my own. None of us are immune to sin, but as God's people, we are called to be set apart from the world and its ways. The world has its own patterns, its own ways. We are called to a higher way. The enemy has been working overtime to destroy God's plans. In these days, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to stand, move forward, and possess our promises. Jesus is coming back for a glorious, pure, and powerful bride, not a weak and stained one. It is our calling to go both high and low. We are to rule from our place in Christ and at the same time remember the example of Christ in a heart posture of humility. Pride will always be opposed by God. There is a balance to walking in our identity, our authority, but in a humble way that is pleasing to the Lord. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2. 
You used to walk like the world, like a disobedient son or daughter. But God, in his rich love and mercy, invited you with the Anointed One and infused your soul with his life. He saved you by his grace. He raised you up with him and seated you with him in heavenly places. He did this so that your life would be a testimony to his incredible grace and kindness that he freely gave you by uniting you with Jesus, the Anointed One. With this authority comes responsibility. The temptation will always be to think we are doing this by our own works. There are entire denominations that base their theology on works. That is the most prideful religious mindset that can exist. It masks itself as humility, but it is in actuality saying the cross wasn't enough. So, those particular denominations add traditions, ceremonies, etc. This is in direct opposition to the grace. This will always be a test for us as well on a personal level. It is the same test that Adam and Eve faced in the garden. When Christ the pure and spotless Lamb of God came and gave His own Son for us to pay for our sins. It was accomplished on the cross. He is our righteousness. There is nothing we can do on our own to earn it. It is a free gift of grace. We were once separated from Christ, but now, because of his sacrifice on the cross, we have been brought near by his royal blood. He is our liberating king. Any and every barrier between him and us has been removed. We are no longer outcasts. We can enter his courts, the courts of the king. His blood has granted us access. The throne room is not only a place of worship, but a place of prayer. As we bow down in worship and prayer, and adoration before him. He puts a crown on our head and a royal robe on us. It is our calling to live, speak, and think in a way that reflects to whom we belong. Strong and rooted in his truth, no longer tossed here and there by every teaching. That crumpled old life died on the cross. That dark soul died. We can now take a fresh breath of God's Spirit and allow Him to renew 
refresh, and cleanse our hearts and minds. We are to act as people bathed in his light. As we do so, our lives will expose even the dark, shadowy things. The Spirit of God is calling us to awake from our sleep and arise. Enter his courts, and he will change us from glory to glory to be pure reflections of his light. He has given us power to conquer the evil one. We have been given an anointing, a special touch from the Holy One. It is a challenge to live holy in an unholy world and an ungodly culture. God is calling us to be courageous in this hour. He will help us hold our ground, move forward, and take back everything the enemy has stolen. His word is our sword. His blood speaks for us and nullifies every accusation of the evil one. Victory is ours as we come into agreement with his promises and possess them by faith. Throughout the Bible, and especially in the Old Testament, we see examples of people who walked by faith. Where God's people faced impossible odds and God showed up. I want to read to you from Jude. This letter was written in the last half of the first century to people facing critical problems. These problems related to false teachings that had come into the church. The letter encourages us to remain true to God's word. Some things are worth fighting for. The pure gospel that is in his holy word is worth battling for. Not a watered-down, diluted, wishy-washy gospel. How can we know the real thing if we are consuming the counterfeit? Greetings to the called in Christ from Jude, a bondservant of Jesus and brother of James. I pray that kindness, peace, and love may never stop growing in you and from you. You need to be reminded how the Lord saved you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery. Break the chains. The Lord breathed life into your earthen lungs. You were once evil, but now you walk in the light. I am writing this to encourage you to contend for the faith. There are some deceivers among you. They only think of themselves. They are waterless clouds carried away by the wind. Autumn's lonely and barren trees, twice dead. They are lost and wandering stars, destined to live forever in gloomy darkness. They are carnal, led by their lust for power and prestige. They are arrogant liars, but you. Remember the prophet Enoch 
and his words, the Lord will come, and with him tens of thousands of his holy messengers to judge the wicked. He will convict the ungodly and the mockers for all they have said and done against the Holy One and his people. Remember and hold fast to the truth, even if you are ridiculed. Stand firm in the love of God, constructing a life within the holy faith. Pray in the Spirit. Now, to the one who can keep you upright and plant you firmly in his presence, be clean and unmarked. Be joyful in the light of his glory. To the one and only God, our Savior, through Jesus, the Anointed One, our Lord and King, be glory, greatness, might, and authority. He is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless before his presence to God our Savior, who alone is wise. To him be majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. I hope you were encouraged today to stand strong in these days. If you are blessed by this message, please share it with your friends and your small group. Everything you hear, including the music and the things you see on our little website, our pictures and editing, is solely my vision. I have no team. It is just me and my husband. It would be a great encouragement to us to see this ministry grow in its reach. If you would like to follow me on Instagram, you will find my information in the description of this podcast. Thanks for joining me. Till next time, this is Nicole Baker from the King's Court Podcast.